No more smashing and bashing with this. Well, this it can just be a touch or a big, wet kiss. Either way, this gets you full membership, and that's what we want. We want people to join the club. Hilltop is going to learn toe the line one way or another, dead or alive. Some kind of shit in between. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. We are broadcasting to you alive or dead or somewhere in between. This is Zombies A, my podcast. My name is Bob Fournier and joining me as always, my fellow co-hosts and survivors, we have the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. Howdy, howdy. What's going on, Lou Page? How are you today? I am not too bad, not too bad at all. Um, Yeah. I'm ready to talk about some Walking Dead. Yeah, we got. A I have some. Of... I have some things to say. Oh well, speaking of things to say, it's just you and I on the show tonight. There's uh, no Ryan Murphy. He quit. He doesn't want to be Did part he? of the show anymore. Yeah. That's bad. It's okay. We don't need him. He he couldn't even remember Rick Grimes' name a year ago. Called him Frank Grimes. I'm just kidding, Ryan. You can come back. Come on in. Ryan? Uh, I think we lost <laughs> I, just, I, I couldn't take it anymore. I wanted to see how long I could last. But uh, play that clip because honestly, now for your ears, everybody just prepare. This was years ago, but play the clip. All right. So, yeah, this is years ago. If uh, Frank Grimes isn't working out, Bob, I'd be happy to. It's not Frank Grimes, is it? <laughs> Andrew Lincoln? <laughs> We're not going to start that again. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. But what's his name? It's not Frank Grimes. It's Grimes Grimes, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, grimy grimes. I uh, I don't know how I did that, but I certainly mixed a Simpsons quote in there for some reason. And Frank just, Grimes. I'm sorry, folks. That was old. That was the old Ryan. Now I definitely understand the characters' names. So I'll yeah, go. we we do much better now. Yeah, we do way better. I think there was a meme for a few years where people were, you know, giving me like what was a the creepy hospital guy it was like Lipstick Man or something. I can't. remember. Yeah, you you had names for everyone, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, we we've been off for a little bit. We've been doing some different things and and whatnot. But we've all been watching some Walking Dead, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, we don't we're we're gonna do some news, but we decided to skip it because we got two big episodes with only three episodes remaining, right? right? Yeah. So before we get into the two episodes we have to talk about, um, are we are we on track? Are we off track to finish up this season without a cliffhanger? What do you guys think? I think we are. On track? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with Lou. I think we're we're definitely heading towards a a conclusion that presents us with us like uh it presents us with an image of what season 9 looks like and allows us to rest easy uh over the summer and basically look forward to season 9 in a positive light. As opposed to a oh man, what's gonna happen? You know, like sitting on pins and needles. I th- I think we're just gonna be we're, we're gonna be anticipating season nine, but not in a way of like oh, 
what's gonna happen next i don't know like who's gonna die that sort of thing. i don't think that's gonna happen i think we're gonna get oh, oh. shit no okay okay kidding. simon <laughs> um no i think you guys are right i think we're uh i, I was uh telling ryan before the show we were talking and uh i like to go on reddit or you know on different sites and see the the different negative <laughs> feedback <laughs> about the latest walking dead episode online but uh, it seems like everyone lately has been kind of trending the right direction. Everyone's saying, like, these last few episodes have been really good and people are excited about the last three uh, and where the show's going to go for the next couple of seasons. We might have a little bit of a revival here. Um, we, we, we might, but it depends on how they pull this off in the end. This entire series, I think, hinges on the next, uh, you know three episodes like the next three hours or four hours is i agree wholeheartedly (laughs) it's crazy isn't it the remainder well the the future of the series i think will always you know i i don't think any the, the next three episodes doesn't necessarily taint what's come before i think what's what's come before sort of discolors uh you know what what came before but i think that um the future is in the hands, yes, of the next three, well, probably knowing AMC, the next four and a half hours, because they'll do a couple <laughs> right, of 90 yeah. minute episodes. But I, I'm I'm positive uh, about the future of these three episodes. I know, you know, talking pre-show, we talked about how these two episodes were a lot of like build up of uh, just like, where are we going? Where are we going? And we still haven't got to the destination yet. Like they have any, I thought we were going to get an attack on Hilltop. But we didn't. Not to skip ahead, but like I think, I think we're gonna start seeing some some forward momentum in the next episode. And if we don't, uh, we still got to go back to Oceanside, which I am dreading. Uh, which is probably this Sunday. I haven't looked at any of the trailers or anything, but either way, the, these two episodes represent, you know, some build up for some of our favorite characters and some of our not so favorite characters, yeah. and uh, no real conclusions just yet yeah well you know what without any further ado let's go ahead and break down episodes 11 and Mm. 12 they are a mistake that we shall now erase we are moving on Negan, they're all Negan. It's really selfish of them to yell for Negan. That's not all they think <laughs> right? about is they're themselves. All, I don't. They're all just rooting for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> really selfish. So uh, when we left off episode ten. Uh, I think we're all uh, feeling. I, I think if I remember correctly, we all we all had a pretty good time with episode ten. We were excited about the next two episodes. Um, well, let's first talk episode eleven. Um, basically, here's what happened. Daryl goes through swamp, comes out on the other side. Mm. Uh, that's that's your episode. I completely forgot about that the whole swamp thing. <laughs> I didn't, because I have some things to say about the swamp. Mm. <laughs> Since uh, swamp thing zombies? I didn't, I didn't yeah. mind it, but I forgot about it. So maybe, maybe I'm on your side. It. My issue is they added some drama that didn't need to be there. Um, 
Hmm. They're still making us not trust Dwight. Mm-hmm. Even though at every turn, Dwight has proven that he doesn't want Negan around anymore. And he wants the saviors to be punished for what they've done. Yes. And he's killed, at my, in my opinion, he's killed enough of them now that, you know, he should have proven his loyalty. But as we see, you know, what's her name? Tara. Tara is... Ugh. Uh, she's starting to turn into a character I'm ready for to die off. She's, she, I mean, you know, Dwight did harpoon her, her girlfriend th- through the back of the skull. Like, he did something pretty gnarly to someone she, I guess, fell in love with. I mean, they only known each other for mm-hmm. a couple of months. But yeah, you know, young love, whatever. Been well, there. the other um, thing too is if you look at where we are in the show, mm-hmm. that was like a year ago. Yeah, you know what Wait, I mean. Really, her dying? That's it was, it was a while ago. I think it was a while like, ago. Like, like, yeah. it's a while ago, but as in, like, in the storyline, like, oh, it's before Negan shows up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I mean, that was, and, and if you think about it, Negan's been around a while. I mean, how many times did Rick and them give Negan food and supplies? At least a couple of times. You know what I mean? It's not like... Like, it's not like she died last week. It's like she died a year ago. Six months to a year ago. And I'm not saying that she needs to forget it, but... You're of the opinion, and I I agree, (laughs) you're of the opinion that that Dwight has proven himself enough that Tara shouldn't be putting the group in danger to take out one guy who appears to be cooperating. Exactly. I agree, 100%. And I feel like it was not there for any reason other than to give them an excuse to send Dwight back to the group. I think... Sorry, go ahead. they, They needed an excuse to put Dwight back in with the saviors and the entire the entire plot line was to serve that purpose that's it yeah i mean uh you can look at it you can look at it both ways you can say that the the writers did it to put dwight in a specific specific spot but i think whether i i think that they wrote it so we we would kind of sympathize with dwight and hate tara which is where i'm at you know like i didn't I didn't blame the writers for that. I blamed Tara being just a bad person, you know, and and not thinking of the group. Um, but it could have been... You could chalk it up to, to sloppy writing, but honestly, I just think they were trying to write Tara as this hurt and selfish character. And Rosita kind of, like, knocked some sense into her by, like, following her and making sure she wasn't going to do anything stupid, but... That that brings to the next. That backs up my point even further. Is that like now both Tara and Rosita are putting the group in danger by by two of the three capable fighters leaving the group. You know. Um, well, yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. I, well, I, was, I was just gonna say um, I agree with Lou because um, the drama. Well, I don't know if it's unnecessary. It just seemed a little over the top. Like I'm not yeah. a huge fan of. Um, you know, like the tension's enough, right? Like we get we get the tension. I think they're doing a good job of. Oh, the tension, the tension is really good. Yeah. Like it's just it's insane that 
they're they're adding a little even more tension. I guess you would need a reason for Dwight to run off and he's going to have to have his hero moment at some point, you know, but um and, and that's fine. But and I think he has his hero moment in this episode when he takes the group in a different direction and finds the saviors kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't need to have the whole they could have easily just had that be like uh uh, 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 Daryl and everybody's hiding in the shrubs, and he goes, "I'm gonna get them out of here." I mean, it could they it, they didn't need to go off yeah. and have that little fight for that to happen. They could have just as easily have had him and Tara have a fight with the group around, and then he goes off and saves the thing, and she could have just as easily looked at Daryl and went, "Maybe I was wrong about him." And boom, it would have done the exact same thing they spent half an episode trying to tell us. And they could have done it in two seconds and we would have still yeah. gotten the same. It, it was a little, it was a weird episode too. I liked the, I enjoyed the, um, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say enjoyed. I, I didn't mind, you know, jumping around between Daryl. Do you think that this was kind of like a, a almost like a test for Daryl? Like, can he lead a screen? Can he lead a group of people kind of test? You know what I mean? He it failed. could be. Uh, it, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. Thanks, Captain Negative. No, yeah, I'm not being a, negative. I'm a, being honest. There's a picture on uh, Reddit where it shows uh, Daryl's progression, and it shows him the first season with this short little haircut, and he says many words, and the next season it's few words, and then it's no words, and then it's grunts, and then it's nothing. But um, it, it's pretty interesting. But uh I, I agree with you. I, I don't think he's got that dynamic right now of like being able to lead a group and you sh- you see his frustration when something goes wrong and like all the kids are around and everything like that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And then the other part of the episode I didn't like is the entire story with Gabriel. Kitten just needs to go out the window. You think so? Yeah. Oh. Um, the uh, the emotions it was making me feel were not. Oh, I feel bad. My entire emotion when any ga- time Gabriel and Carson were going doing stuff, I was like, "This is going to end badly. This is <laughs> See, going to end badly." I thought this is going to end badly, <laughs> and then lo and behold, it ends very badly. It ends actually, weirdly, in my opinion. I like, thought, it, I it, thought the opposite though. I, I actually did think it was going to be like, "Okay, Daryl gets the group." over to the hilltop and the the good the good man of the lord ends up getting a doctor over there as well but then well, i guess I, when you think about it with sadiq being involved you're like there there can only be one doctor come on no, now no my thought was when they first leave and things start to go right i was like oh maybe gabriel will get there and then after like the second or third thing that gabriel was like it's a sign from god hmm. i was like Nope, this is going to end very badly. They're not going to get where they want. And then as soon as that clamp, uh, that bear trap snapped on his leg, the uh, the doctor's leg, I went, it's over. No matter how much they do, they're never going to get out of this situation. And as soon as he put the keys in the ignition, I said, yep, and here's where the saviors come in. And literally as I said it, the thing went up and I heard the saviors and I went, <laughs> wow, this was predictable. See, I didn't get that at all. I was actually, and then when the doctor grabbed the gun, I was like, no, why? Why? What happened? This whole episode. Well, my gripe with it is is that this show has done this before. They introduce a religious character or a character with some kind of faith, Mm -hmm. and then they either slowly take the faith away from them or they punish them for their faith. 
it's not the first time the show has done it. So as soon as I saw that they were showing him his faith, I was like, they're going to punish him here in a minute. And lo and behold. And I think that that's a disappointment because I think Gabriel is a character that has learned from his mistakes of the past and is trying to turn the other cheek and do the right thing. And I think instead of letting him arc, I think a better arc would have been for him to sacrifice himself to get the doctor to Hilltop. I think that would have been a much more interesting story. And, but instead of doing that, they're basically going to have us stick a blind, make him a blind man and make him load bullets. Uh, It was very, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was gonna say it was very, um, what's the word? Like, I, I guess I don't want to say it was very religious, <laughs> like, but it was definitely a, a I don't know. There was definitely a lot of uh, underlying stories in that in that whole thing of him, like you know, just losing his faith and finding his faith and believing in God and mm-hmm. losing his sight. And I don't know. It was I thought it, the episode had a little bit of humor to it with Gabriel and I don't know. I, overall, like, I Gabriel's felt like story, it had it had its sense of humor, but in the end. When he doesn't succeed, he fails, and he fails big time. Yeah. The humor that I had laughed about earlier was gone for me. Mm. Yeah. I was like, why did you make me laugh if you were going to just make me upset later? You did, it, it it was did a, make me upset. Yeah, I think that I, I see where Lou is coming from, and I also see where you're coming from, Bob, and that when I was watching it, you know, I grew up in the I'm, – I'm not religious now, but I grew up in, in a very religious – area you know went to catholic school all that fun stuff and i watched this episode and i'm like wow they're really leaning into the you know the faith aspect him being proven again and again to be like hey you know depend on god god is there god will provide that sort of thing and you know they find the keys they find this they find that but then there's always this like oh, God will provide, but then they find the guy who was their savior, but he killed himself. But he killed himself, and he had a stash of pills that would help Gabriel. And there was always that push-pull, push-pull until the very end when they ripped the rug from underneath Gabriel, and and we get what character... The character we had at the very beginning with Gabriel is this broken man, especially since you take his his eyesight away from him. But it it felt like... It felt like progression like two steps forward and then one step back for the character it's been my gripe with this show for a while the last Mm. couple of seasons is i like arcs with characters you Mm. don't want the character to stay the same they have to learn from you you, the idea of telling a story is you introduce a character you introduce a flaw and then the story is how they overcome the flaw or how they learn to live with the flaw or how they lose you know, but there's still them fighting for the flaw. And I feel like Gabriel as a character, when we're first introduced to him, he's severely flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has not had an arc. He's been, I'm flawed, but I'm working on it. But not that he's actually working on it. They just tell us he's working on it. You know what I mean? It, it felt like he slipped back a bit into his old ways at the beginning like of this episode. He, his yeah. his constant arc is, I'm going to help. No, I'm not going to help. I'm going to help. No, I'm not going to help. I'm going to help. I'm not going to help. And they've done it over and over and over and over with him to the point where it's kind of like 
uh, it's just like every time Gabriel's involved, I expect something bad to happen. And <laughs> I was hoping that this would be their moment to be like, no. And Gabriel now proves his usefulness. And yeah. it was like, no. Yeah, once again, something gets in Gabriel's way and Gabriel gets caught or Gabriel gets punished or Gabriel gets shot or Gabriel Gabriel <laughs> fails somebody and they die and you're like, like is he the Mr. Bean of the Walking Dead universe? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, okay. It's, it's funny too because as a man as a man of the cloth, you, you would expect even at any someone at some breaking point would be like holy shit you know what i mean like i mean right. jesus take the wheel was probably the best part of this episode <laughs> yeah yeah i don't uh, know man i gotta say it was such... Go ahead. well i was just i i just have to say that yeah the jesus take the wheel moment was was probably my the, my favorite moment but what really confused me and i'm sure it's a simple answer and i may have been able to get to this on my own but at the end of the gabriel uh doctor string of events the doctor basically you know uh death by suicide or death by savior you know yeah. suicide by savior kind of thing and i'm wondering like what i know i know what happened basically it allowed gabriel to live because gabriel said the doctor did it so everyone's everyone's peachy but why yeah. would the doctor kill himself because he knew he was going back to the saviors and that he would he, he was better off dead yeah my thought my thought that that's a theory, but my thought is too that maybe he thought he had a chance to take one of them out, like or no, did he shoot himself? I don't think he shot himself. He definitely no, he reached he for the shot. gun because they shot cause he, him. Yeah, because I my thought was um, he he might have a chance to take him out because he knows how important he is to Negan being a doctor. That I thought maybe maybe he thought he wouldn't get shot because of it. You know what I mean? That that's kind of what I I thought. Yeah, but I got the sense that he was he he was planning on dying in that moment because of what he said to to Gabriel before he died i can't remember exactly what he said but i just it it was the epitome of the the two steps forward one step back problem we've had with this show but the end result is basically <clears throat> Eugene sparing Gabriel's life by saying hey he may be blind but he'll be good for you know weapon cartridge uh, or weapon uh, ammo sorting kind of thing, and the doctor's dead, so everybody's you know squeaky clean. Eugene it doesn't get blamed for them escaping. Uh, Gabriel lives, but his eyesight is still tarnished. So it 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 hits the reset button on that predicament of the prisoners and Eugene possibly being in hot water. So I guess that's good, but there's no progress towards Eugene being redeemed or or killed for being a traitor. <laughs> And Gabriel's still in the hands of the enemies. So, like, is is, Again, is, is he there two, just to get Eugene bumped off that path permanently of being a traitor? I assume so, right? He must be, but even if that's what their plan is for him, they're doing such a bad job of telling us that story. At this point, I really don't care about Eugene. You know, they've, they've three or four times now... He has had the chance to be redeem himself, and he doesn't always do the wrong thing. He always just proves that he's a failure, and that that he, you expect. There was last season. There were moments where you literally went, "Yay, Eugene! Eugene is going to save us," 
And then when confronted with the situation, Eugene doesn't get better. Eugene doesn't take one step back. Eugene runs a mile and goes, gee, I got to start over. And you go, wait, what? This isn't the character that we were. I just feel like Eugene keeps making choices that are extremely out of character for where his character had developed. Well, yeah, I think uh, I don't disagree with you. Like, at first I enjoyed Eugene and then I um, liked it, liked not enjoying Eugene for being a traitor. But now I think they haven't really focused a lot on his story. So I just don't really you don't really have much care for him one way or another. Like, I, that's how I feel anyway. I'm kind of like, all right, well, he's definitely going to have a redeeming moment for sure. Mm-hmm. But we we just don't know when or why. But uh, and, and, and in all honesty, when he has his redeeming moment. I'm still going to want him dead because I just don't care. Like, I don't think there's much more they can do with his character story-wise to make him interesting for us anymore. Anything that they were doing with him that made him interesting is now gone. As far as I'm concerned, anyway. Yeah. I agree. Well, so we got um, we got the Gabriel story, Daryl leading the, the group through to the hilltop. They eventually all get there and Rick gets there. And this is actually the first time Maggie and the Hilltop have found out about Carl, which I thought was interesting with uh, Enid there. I forgot all about that, that they didn't know. Um, so the episode ends on kind of like a, hey, everyone's, the, the gang's back together note, right? Yeah. Um, overall, not not a bad episode. Kind of, uh, they had a few interesting talks with the Hilltop people and Carol and Morgan, um, yeah. which I thought was interesting. And it's almost like they're mom and dad to this kid now, you know? Well, so, they kind of turned him into a murderer, so they have no choice. Yeah, I feel like they, they at this point, they're like, well, this is kind of our fault. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, hey, that that is literally the conversation they have, and I think it resolves by them saying, hey, it was Gavin, you killed him, and, and Morgan gets to see, I mean, he had a kid, he should have realized what his reaction was going to be, but yeah. either way, he tells him that it was Gavin that did it, and you killed the killer of your brother, and he he doesn't get the reaction he was hoping for which is the kid just kind of gets more upset and and walks away and, and morgan who again used to be a father of a kid that guy's that kid's age just kind of like what did i do and or he <laughs> realized that like oh right uh, i'm a he wasn't a shitty father before but he's certainly a shitty father now um <laughs> so hopefully that we see some some more progression with that relationship which i think we will yeah well so let's let's get into episode twelve then. Um, so this is a this is a really interesting episode. Um, so it starts with everyone being back together, and then Rick saying, "Let's all split up." Um, <laughs> so Rick goes off, finds the saviors, runs Negan off the road. They have a car chase, which was one of the, it was the best thing about this whole episode. That was pretty intense. One of the best, like action pieces they've set up in this entire series i'd say yeah so and you know and here's the funny thing so basically rick rick runs negan off from the rest of the saviors Mm -hmm. uh this is oh and negan's plan is to coat everything in blood and gut so that any stab or or nick on anyone will cause them to get infected in turn which Uh, honestly is a great uh, it's totally uh, an, an interesting ploy on their part it's an interesting ploy but i feel like at every turn in our story, the virus doesn't spread that way. 
Except when it when it needs to, like yeah, exactly. making Gabriel well, blind. <laughs> right, I, because there's been points in the show where they've literally covered themselves in the gore, yeah. and you can't tell me someone didn't have a nick or a cut or something. Exactly. And or, so or I open felt eyes. I, I felt like that was kind of a flaw in storytelling. You know what I mean? And, and I'm and I'm willing to forgive it. Like it's not the end of the world for me. Yeah. But I was like. Okay, they're gonna do this storyline, but all right, let's see where it goes. Uh, I I feel like they're now lining up Negan to understand he's overstepped his 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 storyline, and I'm waiting for when Simon he Simon's failures now hit him in the face, and I think that's coming in the next episode. Well, this is yeah, that's gonna be the next episode. We'll we'll talk uh, about that towards the end of this episode, but um. Yeah, I, I thought the 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 Nick the Nick I, the Negan Rick call him uh, either mm, Regan or Nick. Now that's so. a relationship I want to see. Nick Regan. Hello. Um, so the it starts with the car chase. Cars flip over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick goes chasing after Negan, and um, and and the one the one you call it stormtrooper aim, which is kind of humorous. And a lot of other people were like, oh, man, you just loaded up uh, a machine gun and then you threw it on the ground and you went chasing him in with your pistol. Um, well, I, I thought he was out of ammo. That was my I, so Some people were saying he just reloaded it, but he shot again at the door. There was some de- – like Rick was like lighting that car up and um, it would have been kind of funny if that's how he ended up killing Negan, just a lucky spray. <laughs> but um, they ended up getting chased into this <clears throat> old factory-looking building and mm-hmm. – uh, I personally love this scene with the two of them, this fight. Um, <clears throat> I can get over the stormtrooper aim. I don't even mind that so much. I can too. But the whole scene itself was so intense where they were both like, like you see Rick finally being in charge with Negan being a little more on the, the afraid side of things. And then um, like just, oh, like everything that they, like they talked about and, Every time they like got closer and closer to killing each other, just something else happening. Like I loved it when you know Negan went charging after Rick, and then he's about to get Rick, and all of a sudden the zombies start appearing, and then Rick's starting to go after Negan, and there's more zombies. And at one point Negan's like, "You're gonna kill us both," and you could just Rick's just like, "Yeah, I don't even care." Well, the, the thing, the the greatest part about this fight is it's an opposite uh, scenario from the fight that happened in Alexandria last season, where Nick. Yeah. Or Nick, gosh, now you got me doing it. Uh, Negan <laughs> right had, <laughs> yeah, Negan had the the upper hand, and you could tell. But in this fight, Negan was scared for his life. You, yeah. He had thrown Negan off off balance, and Negan's like saying things like, "Where you're like, this is not the Negan that we've experienced in, in past episodes." And there are moments in this like the stormtrooper aim aside like i was mostly just yeah. joking but there is a moment where you know negan basically says i have the high ground annie and rick just like you know th- overhand that, throws yeah. his his axe into the wall yeah. and so well choreographed and the way uh, that and- uh, he he kind of knocks negan or negan lets go yeah. of uh, uh of the stairs because he's up high and then he basically rick knocks him down and and he's hanging on by his fingers, and Rick's about to like chop his fingers off or hit him in the head. Well, he was gonna hit him in the head because he was trying to kill him. But yeah, uh, and then Negan falls 
you know, a couple floors down just to escape. But before he does that, he says, you're an asshole. And it was just, it was really good. And two of... It was, it was really good. My only gripe was, is as Rick walks to Negan, it's like Negan's hanging there. He has a chance to kill Negan and end all of this. And what does Rick do? Rick swaggers over. And you're like, uh, he Terminator walks have, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and you and you and, 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 and I'm not gonna say that that's the end of the world. We see that in enough television shows that you know this isn't the only place you see it. But I was kind of like, yeah, I know Negan's gonna get away. Of course he's gonna get away because we're not gonna resolve this to the end of the season. But they're gonna make us. They're gonna they're gonna give us some dialogue and then he's gonna get away. And lo and behold, that's what they did. And that's fine. It's not the end of the world. But my biggest gripe is the Simon Daryl, uh, Simon Dwight storyline. Yeah, so I guess we can get to that. So after, like, I mean, you know what I got to say, too, about that fight scene between Negan and Rick before we move on? It was so well done. Like, I love the darkness of it that, mm-hmm. like, you could barely see. And then lighting Lucille on fire. Oh, yeah, Rick then, like, gets Lucille, and it just, it pisses Negan off. Oh, my God. Like, it, like, to no end. Like, Negan's just, like... Oh, like he just like he disregards all of human life just to get that bat back. Does and, he get um, the bat back? I'm pretty sure ne- or Rick d- has destroyed Lucille. Like Lucille. No, I, I think he's. I, I think he's got it back. Oh, um, Negan got it back. I, I'm pretty sure he did because he was like hitting flaming walkers with it on his way out the window. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And then, uh, which is funny because Negan gets out of a window. I love the way that they had that window crack to show Negan a way out of it too. Mm-hmm. Um. It was just so well done. I just thought it was a great one versus one scene, you know, mano a mano. It was just a, a great scene. But the whole time this is going on, the saviors are like, "Well, that what happened?" And like Simon, who's done with Negan, <laughs> is like, "Yeah, just one person. It's fine. Don't worry about it." So him and Dwight go searching for Negan while the rest of them hold up in the middle of the road there looking for him. And uh, they had an interesting conversation. Well, here's the thing, and I think I know. I I know. I I know why why Lou had problems with this, and I and I don't think it's because of what I'm about to say. But you know, we 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 complain how overly organized they appeared to be, almost super powered. You know, in terms of getting things done earlier yeah. when they were being you know showcased, always in the right place at the right time. And then this, you know, Negan gets run off the road, and they all get out of their car like, "Well, what do we do now, guys? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do now." And Nobody, nobody really acts. Even Dwight and and Simon are just like, well, it's just one guy. Negan's Negan, you know. That'd be like the president of the United States getting run down, and he's driving his own car, and he gets knocked off the, you know, off the off the highway or off the road into a side street by by. Oh, it's fine. He can take care of himself. You know. Yeah. Which is I think, and then like the saviors were like kind of. Uh, let's go get him. No, 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 no. Yeah, Simon <laughs> convinces them in like all of a span of a minute, but it kind of shows yeah. that maybe the saviors are kind of stupid and they're only as smart as their, you know, figureheads. And yeah. when you have two of your figureheads kind of done with Negan, it can be pretty easy to see them mm-hmm. telling folks to stand down. They'll be like, oh, well, I, be- I better listen to Negan because Negan's right and Negan's off and Negan's this and... So I don't know. I guess I can see it both ways, but I, I'm curious, you know, to hear what Lou thinks about the overall stuff between Simon and, and Dwight. Yeah, 
Well, so yeah, it'll be interesting because uh, you ever have that conversation with someone like where you want to tell them something but you're afraid to. What are you trying to say, Bob? <laughs> no, Lou, what are your and thoughts I, on And it? I appreciate that they're showing us Simon's true colors. We, Simon's already disregarded Negan's orders once or twice. It's pretty obvious that he's going to do everything in his path to kill the people at Hilltop just because, you know, and that's not, and I'm not going to say that that's the wrong thing or the wrong answer, but that's we're, we're seeing where Simon's coming from now. Simon is going to be the downfall of Negan, and that's fine. And Dwight is obviously ready to be done with the saviors. So we get these moments where they're in the car together, and Simon's literally like, yeah, so uh, these people at Hilltop, uh, Negan's wrong, we need to kill them. Yeah. I mean, he literally outright <clears throat> says it at one point, and you can tell that Dwight's kind of like, yeah, uh, okay. And so <clears throat> what happens is Negan gets sent off and they get all left with trying to figure out what to do. And Simon and Dwight go, we'll go take a look. You guys stay here, right? If we're not back, go on without us. And you're like, okay. And so Simon and Dwight wander off there, realize that the fight of whatever has happened is over. There's no Negan and there's no Rick. But at several points... Simon literally turns his back to uh, literally turns his back to Dwight and Dwight could easily resolve what's going to happen in probably the next episode by shooting Simon in the head and walking back to the group and be like, yeah, no, no sign of them. Uh, Somebody shot uh, somebody shot Simon. I guess we got to go on without him. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the only... I understand where you're coming from. And the only counterpoint I have to that is that Dwight's been away from the Saviors for quite a while. Now, that being said, he he might know Simon to be a bit of a hothead. And he is a lieutenant. But Dwight has proven that he's not... and And he's working with Rick. He's not interested in wiping out the Saviors. He's interested in killing Negan and having the saviors coexist, right? And you can't right, coexist but, if you kill all the saviors, right? No, but you also can't coexist if Simon is literally saying his, their answer to everything is to wipe out whole groups. But Dwight didn't know that. He, he literally says it in the car. Does they he literally? Though? Yes. He... I mean, he doesn't literally say it. He he hints strongly at it. So you're right. Like, Dwight should have probably picked up on those hints. But I don't think he says, we got to just kill them all. He says, we need to move on. And to me, that sounds like we need to get rid of Negan and we need to move on, like leave, like literally leave the area. That's how I took it, at least. I took it as we need to kill these people and move on. But he didn't literally say that, right? Like, I'm not, unless I'm wrong. Well, I think at the end of the episode. Oh, he literally so, says it at the end of the episode. I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm, don't get well, me wrong. He's, trying, he's just trying to convince Dwight. Like, and I think um, the best way to represent that is uh, he said to him, hey, you know, here's how I feel about Negan and the saviors and everything. And then he, then he comes up with this gem. Well, here I am. My nuts blowing in the breeze naked as a jaybird. <laughs> That was, so that was he lays it he really lays good. it all out there and and Dwight's just kind of like 
dude, you have no idea. I'm already a trader. Like, this is weird. Like, yeah. I just want to, I just want to tell you that I'm already working with Rick, but I can't. So, well, well, just he doesn't, doesn't know what to say. because yeah. man, he would have been next on but the I just, <laughs> I just feel like Dwight has made it perfectly clear he's going to help Rick win, Negan win, and even before then, Simon has answers to every problem when we've encountered him in this show. Has been kill everybody and move on. Of all the people that we've had interaction with, he's the most ruthless of the lieutenants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He you is can't basically, um, you he's can't imagine Yeah, you can't imagine that he is going to settle for peace negotiations and treaties and moving on. And it, the uh, the the goal is for Rick and them to win. And they can, they need to win for there to be peace. They're not saying kill all the saviors, but he literally has like two moments where he could just pull out his gun, shoot Simon in the back of the head and go back to the group and be like, "Yeah. So Here's what we're going to do. You know what I mean? And he doesn't have to line them all up to die if they Mm. attack Hilltop. But he can definitely place them in a position where they're at a disadvantage. Yeah. You know what I mean? As the audience, we know the easy way out would be for Dwight to just take out Sina and be like, well, the one guy got Negan and he got... Because Dwight still holds clout with the rest of the saviors. We see that in this episode because he just... He shows up out of the blue and convinces them, yeah, I'm still good, guys, you know. And, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, Simon is a bit of a hothead, and we and we as the audience see that. But Dwight doesn't know that Simon killed everybody at, at the at the garbage pile. And I understand that. We, he, we don't, he doesn't know everything that's going on. I just feel like there was a moment there where you go, you know, a whole lot of this, of this, upcoming episodes could have been resolved in this episode you know what i mean i mean you're, I, you're, I, that's I just, right yeah i just feel like they kept lining stuff up and then going and we're gonna wait till the next episode and you're like okay. i i think dwight thought maybe i really think that dwight figured that he didn't need to kill simon in that in that time yeah, you and I and Bob probably all combined think that was a stupid mistake because yeah. of what we know. But I think Dwight is trying to play both sides in a way that has as many people living as possible. And I know Rick on multiple occasions has given the um, the savior lieutenants a chance to sur- to surrender. And maybe Dwight is trying to be as diplomatic as possible. But when you see Dwight's face... Dwight's face is in violent agreement with with what you're saying, Lou, in that at the end of this episode, when Simon basically says, we need to redact everyone at the hilltop, Dwight is like, shit, Lou was right, you know? And and at the end, like, he has the same feeling that you have, is that I should have just shot him when I had the chance. And I think he was just, he was giving him too much, too much time to see if he was well, going to come back to the side. I, I think I think Dwight basically being a double double agent mm. is just confused as to what the next move is because he's he's not really a great lieutenant. He doesn't make great decisions. He never has, no. um, which is why Daryl's still alive. But um, also, you know, also, how much more interesting would the story and the buildup be if Dwight made an attempt on Simon and failed? And realized he had to get to the hilltop before them, well, right? And yeah. and even if Dwight ran into Negan along the way and was like, "Hey, just so you know, 
He's out to tell. He's out to tell everybody that if you're dead, to go burn the hilltop down. So see ya and left. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, I think I think well, the dynamic that they've set up for the next episode is just as interesting as as what you described because you have a similar thing where where Dwight was already trying to leave Simon to say, "Oh, I'll go. I'll scout ahead." It's like, well, we have scouts that scout, so you don't need to scout. So get in the car, you yeah. know and I like the way he said it too. He's like, "We have scouts yeah. for scouting," and no one, no one, no one suspects Dwight being. And that's the other thing: the saviors are, have a terrible traitor detector. Like they're just yeah. really oh, yeah. bad at even questioning anybody's loyalty. And unless unless they slept with someone they shouldn't have slept with, then boom, you're right into the furnace. Uh, but I think that you know Dwight. The the interesting dynamic for for the next episode is uh, obviously Negan's predicament, which we'll get to in a bit, but Dwight is now very, has to decide between warning the hilltop or trying to stop Simon from getting to the hilltop. And how does that happen? He's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because he knows now that they are going to the hilltop, not just to scare and infect them. They're going to, you know, burn and salt the earth. So he's got to figure out and and you're right, Lou. Like his his solution might be like, well, I just gotta Lou it. Just gotta get in there and get my hands dirty. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I said Lou it because Lou is <laughs> Lou isn't. You're not that type of person. But the, your suggestion of him taking out Simon is is I don't want Simon to go. He's so funny. Well, that's the problem is, is Simon is basically being built up to be the actual bad guy, and Negan's not. So Negan still believes in saving people by helping them and like by killing them and all of this stuff, which I will remind you that when Rick took over Alexandria, I think the exact words he had were how many of you do I have to kill before you realize I'm trying to help you? Um, which Negan said the exact same thing, but anyway, um, but, but in Rick's defense, Rick didn't show up at the gate and kill any of them and say, see, this is the example of what I'm trying to express to you. Uh, he did it after a town meeting and stabbed a guy in front of everyone else. Well, he was yeah. defending them, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> am I helping or am I hurting? I can't tell. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's a it's a convoluted storyline. It's a lot of fun, but um, you know, it 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 leaves us in a spot of okay, Negan's whole thing is it's all just crumbling around him. He's gonna find out that um. What's oh, I think Jadis? at the end of this, I think at the end of this episode, I think he knows that knows that yeah, it's crumbling around him. Well, yeah, well, just I mean, Rick almost kills him a hundred times, but he, luckily he's like a goddamn cat. Um, oh, you did know, you and clip then, that out? No, no, oh. not yet, but I will. But uh, it, it's he he gets out of that situation. He wakes up in a car, and uh, what's her face? Jadis is driving it, and um, he's gonna find out that Simon killed everyone. He's going to know that Simon has no respect or authority for him anymore. He's going to figure out that Dwight's double-time in everyone. And he's just going to know that, okay, I've lost control of the Saviors. Like, I, I just think he's going to know that. Um, so, <laughs> with that, the I mean, and, you know, before we reach the end of this episode and talk about it, uh, we got a nice woman named Georgie showing up, giving everyone the plans for uh, the Hilltop. The future of the hilltop, mm-hmm. which uh, we we kind of glossed over that fact. Basically, they they wanted to make a deal with, give us some food and we'll give you a future kind of thing. 
And Maggie ended up trusting him, and they got a, what they call the key to the future, which is windmills. And uh, what were you excited about before the show started? Oh, aqueducts. aqueducts. Living the dream. Living the dream. <clears throat> so that was kind of an interesting setup for, you know, how to, you know, how to live in the future going forward, right? Uh, anyone yeah. think that mm-hmm. that scene was just kind of weird? I felt like that whole scenario was weird. And my first thought while all of that was going on was, oh, we're setting up next season's bad guys now. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I uh, I was talking to Bob beforehand and I and I said, like, I think Lou's going to really dig these new characters because it's an example of they're still being good in the world, which has always been. I think it was either I think it was, might be on my argument and that, like, there can't be just bad people left. Like, there's got to be some good people that have survived and this entire sequence of events with with uh, with Georgina is Georgina, right? So, yeah, Georgie. I think oh, okay. Called it. I don't know why I called her Georgina. Miss, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Thank you. So Mrs. Doubtfire shows up with her two other uh, female compatriots, and I think like, okay, yep, these are bad guys. Oh no, wait, Maggie's being the bad guy, but I get it. You know, she's been burned before, and yeah. it turns out like every time you think they're the bad guys. They're just not. Here's here's like a homemade how to survive medieval times to do book, and and they and they leave. You know, all they take is a couple records, and it's like, hey, thanks. Uh, we'll be back later, and uh, can't wait to see your aqueducts. And I thought, like, <laughs> shit, this is great. There's some good left in this world, and no, they, I hope they, it made they, Lou happy. <laughs> she literally says to them after she gives them the documents, mm-hmm. like in other words, we'll be back. To see how things go. And, like, in other words, and at that point, like, in other words, we'll be back to negotiate something else. Uh, I mean. And, and I was like, and the way it was implied, the way I took it was, like, in other words, this still isn't free. You still haven't made up for your payment for what we just gave you. I mean, I can understand why you would have that reaction because this show loves to introduce evil people and i and i'm always the one i'm oh guys this is it this is the positive right now this is the positive introduction of positivity to the walking dead and it's happening and it never happens i'm always wrong i'm i'm hoping that it, this that's what they do i'm hoping mm-hmm. but my thought is is it's being introduced so late in this season that you know we've got 3 episodes left uh, my guess is we're going to resolve the Negan plotline. And the other thing that makes me think that they're bad guys is they seem to already kind of understand the situation that's going on. Like, like they may already know who the saviors are and all of that. And, like, they may have already approached the saviors before. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe. I mean... I don't know. I I think I think this introduction. The whole the whole conversation made me feel like they knew more of what's going on than even the hilltop and them know about what's going on, and that this might be a sign of, yep, we're gonna side with these guys because it looks like they're gonna need our help or they may win, and we've already approached the saviors and they've and they've proven that they're not worth our time. You know what I mean? Perhaps. I mean, maybe they've just been so traveled that they've seen every good and every bad scenario that's possible, so they they can kind of sniff that shit out a mile away. 
but uh, I, I think the introduction of Georgie and, and these these plans are specifically to service uh, the time jump and maybe the the progression of the civilization that is in Walking Dead and, and maybe that's why that's there just just as a I don't know just to show that these communities can prosper and, and to to have reasons for their suddenly being aqueducts it that's just my take I think because I really want to see some aqueducts happening <laughs> the uh mm... I know it'd be spoiler for you to remo- to uh, to to uh, sort of address that from a comic book level, but I think yeah, that there's a there's a I I know All I I'm know gonna about say what's is that going I think... on. I know what's going on in the current plot line, and my guess is that that's where we're going. I have a funny feeling we're getting no whisperers. Oh, I I think there's not a doubt that we're gonna get the whisperers. They're the next um, the next big bad of the is franchise. Georgie a whisper? That would be no. really dumb. No, there's, she's not. She's just. I think honestly, she's, she's a, a good genuinely person. good person from another community, and I think she knows. Um, eh, anyway. Uh, oh, okay. So, anyway, <laughs> this uh, is where we have a post-show conversation. That's like, here's yeah. what I meant when I said. <laughs> so yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they uh, evolve into that. But we got we got three episodes left. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, everything's falling apart for the saviors. Negan's going to have to do something to not get killed. And he's going to have Rick trying to kill him, Dwight trying to kill him, and Simon trying to kill him. And it's going to be interesting to see how Negan gets out of this one because a lot of the speculation out there is that Negan lives and goes on to play a big part in uh, Season 9. I think think that's going to happen. Which it should. I, I think Negan's character is still good enough. I think people still really enjoy him. To add him on as another in another season. Well, he certainly uh, lived through this episode, even though he appears to disappear uh, from Rick's sight. Uh, but then he shows yeah, he up got, in a vehicle. Got, yeah, he got out of there pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I like the way this one ended. Um, next next episode is going to be a battle on Hilltop, and Simon's going to try and kill all the Hilltop people. And obviously, I think the infected and tainted weapons are going to come into play, and people are going to turn. Um, I was actually wondering if uh, remember we got that theory about Rick and his uh, cut on his with a knife or wound or whatever on his hand when he was just sitting there contemplating underneath a tree. Right. We got that in like the first episode, I think, of the season. Um, I was wondering if that maybe comes back into play where it like so. What if the hilltop battle happens and? Eventually, Simon and the Saviors have to fall back, but people start turning because they've been infected. Um, would that mean, like, if Rick was cut, that he was infected, that kind of thing? So, I don't know, I'm just wondering if that comes back into play because we really only have, you know, 180 minutes left, maybe 200 minutes left. So, it's going to be interesting to see how it works. Right. No, I, I think definitely the next episode is some sort of hilltop battle. Um, it'll be the only. It'll probably be the only focus because everyone else is pretty much all together except for Negan and uh, and Oceanside. Face? Do we think is next episode just an Oceanside thing? Where no, it's gonna no. be Hilltop. Do you really think it'll be Hilltop? So Oceanside, Oceanside think, is I just hanging out. I don't. Me? I don't think we get Oceanside until the final episode. Do right, Do you think we're gonna get another like last minute Oceanside shows up with their tridents type scenario? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I think, think that's exactly. The, I'd much rather have that. 
Aaron will convince them, and they'll they'll show up in just in the right amount of time. And who knows what happens with Negan and Jadis? I mean, there's okay. also I mean, so that's the thing. Are we are we skipping over this because at the like this is part this is canon with the episode that Negan wakes up in a car. Unless I spaced out and we already mentioned it, but Negan wakes up in a car and finds Jadis behind the steering wheel in the most peculiar outfit ever. Was she wearing plaid? I mean, I'm Canadian, so by default I have to be a fan of plaid, but it just seemed like, <laughs> where is she getting this wardrobe from? Because she's never dressed that bright. Not only that, but I'm pretty sure uh, Dwight is wearing Daryl's vest. Yeah. Huh, wait, what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Dwight might end up like screwing himself over because he's he's wearing Daryl's vest, I believe. So Dwight is uh, wearing Daryl's vest. Yeah, Daryl gave him his vest a while back, and Dwight's still wearing it. So if anyone caught on to it, they could have been like, "Hey, where'd you get that?" No, but Daryl. No, he took the vest before. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's had that vest for a while. Yeah, I thought Daryl. Oh, so, sorry, I'm. I thought Daryl had taken the vest back from Dwight when Dwight was shot in the arm just before the battle for Alexandria. He gave that vest back to Dwight. Yeah, uh, I thought. I thought. I maybe I'm remember. I'm trying to remember now what episode it was, but I'm pretty sure it just confused me because at one point one of the saviors goes, "I almost didn't recognize you without your vest on." But then I, I thought he was wearing Daryl's vest, but maybe I'm wrong. I could no, be wrong. No, okay, so he didn't. He didn't wear. He wasn't wearing the vest, and that's why they almost didn't recognize him because he had been wearing that vest since they captured Dwight, way yeah. back when. Okay, but anyways, so they, so Jadis has Negan in the car, gunpoint. Negan does his old Negan laugh, and then Jadis knocks him out. So hmm. in terms of a cliffhanger ending, um, I thought. I don't know how I felt about this ending. I'm more I'm more curious about what you guys felt. So I I think it's it's just going to be another reason for Negan. I think this is how Negan finds out about Simon. I think yes. he Jadis does something and Negan's going to be like, "Listen, I I told him just to go talk to you guys and get your guns." I, you know, and he's going to get himself out of that situation with Jadis and I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to all play together, but Do you think Jadis wants to kill Negan or is Jadis just looking for answers? I think both, maybe. Yeah. She wants revenge. I'm sure she wants revenge. And maybe Negan says, I'll lead you to Simon. Now, I so. have a funny... I, that's my theory. Is yeah. I, think, I think they're going to get to the wall. Simon's going to already have started shooting, and Negan's going to get there and be like, what the hell are you doing? And uh, I think they're going to have an argument Jadis is going to realize what's going on and she's going to kill Simon. But the fighting has already begun. And I think Negan's going to have to pick a side. And I think when they see that he's trying to protect the Hilltop people, even though they've already started shooting, I think the, I think the saviors are going to turn on Negan. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think Negan... Uh, well, I don't know. I think Negan, gets, I, Negan I, certainly I, gets out of this one. Um, I think Negan is going to end up on the side of Rick because he's going to have to choose a side. Oh, I, I don't think he's going to choose Rick's side. He, <clears throat> I he think didn't... he is. I think he's going to get there. He's going to have no choice but to side with Rick. He's still Negan, though. Like, he'll take Simon out and the saviors will 
will fall in line. I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think Simon has put enough doubt in them. Mm. That I mean, he that, never sowed doubt. He just said like, "Hey, let's do it for Negan." So they were. Well, we got a whole episode before they get there, or we could have a whole episode where he's sowing doubt in all his troops. Well, I mean, uh, if that I, happens, I guess. Yeah, sure. I think it's just going to be a battle between the lieutenants. Uh, I it's going to happen quick, and there's going to be a huge, huge fight. And uh, Simon said it best. They've come after the widow, the king, and Rick. You know, and they just don't back down. So Keep I'm excited. Fighting. I mean, three episodes. We're gonna get some sort of all-out war, and uh, we're gonna move on to the next big thing. And we're gonna see, like, like we said at the beginning of the episode, these next three episodes are gonna be pinnacle for. There, it's just they are gonna set up what happens in season nine, obviously, but also how the fans feel because right now, it's starting to return back. I mean, I think it. I was telling Ryan before the show. Uh, one of the things that Jeannie says is, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, she said, um, uh, yeah, we've seen a lot lately, and most of the bad has, you know, been taken over, but not for long. And some people are saying that that's a little AMC kind of making fun of itself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen. But if you guys have any theories out there, I mean, we could probably talk forever about how, this, how the whole series is going to end. But uh, I'd love to hear your theories. And uh, Ryan... Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain to people how they can get in touch with us? Sure, I can certainly do that. Well, first of all, if you want to get directly in touch with us, you can go to our Discord, bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. Join the lovely ranks of the Zamp crew and chat about the newest zombie content and just have some fun in there. It's a really good place. Also, you can support the show directly, patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Join some awesome people there and support the show directly. And if you want to get in touch with us, go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Email info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Check the links out on the website. You can follow myself on Twitter, at rmurphy, Lou at BusyZombieLord, and Bob at BobertF. And finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan for the artwork that you're looking at right now. Find more of his great stuff at joelduggan.com. A dot com. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. Mm. Uh, Frank Grimes is yep. page. Any last words? Negan lives. Negan lives for Negan. <laughs> Nuts blowing in the breeze, naked as a jaybird. Couldn't help it. (laughs) No, that's a great clip.